It's Praise Down. We got some announcements. Welcome to the announcements portion of the Praise Down. We got announcements. Alex, you got... My announcement is, uh, if you're listening to this on the day that it came out, I am at... Sorry. I will be at Divine Comedy at Speakeasy at 9 p.m. Featuring Danny Feltz. I will be headlining along with Amanda Carey and your hosts, CJ Lance and Madison Allen. It'll be a good time. At the time of this dropping, one Praise Down alum. (laughs) That's very true. Yep. Uh, you're going to stay tuned for the rest to see if the rest of them become alums. Oh, boy, I'm hoping so. Well, we've had CJ and Madison on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, like after this episode comes out. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, you spoiled it. I messed you up. spoiled it. Spoiled it. Madison's has. CJ's hasn't. And Amanda's hasn't. Neither has Amanda's. Yep. I hope you've enjoyed the peek behind the veil, listener. Yeah. Um, one announcement for me. You like us? Do you do like you like this podcast? Prove it. Ah, uh, I bet you do. Prove uh, prove your love, prove your affinity for this podcast, if you don't mind, by hopping over to our podcast on iTunes or whatever medicinal podcast dispensary you frequent, and give us a five star rating and some reviews. It really helps us a lot with visibility, and it'll help us reach a wider audience. If you believe that we're worthy of such a thing. Now, if you love us, yeah. if you love us, listener, you can hop over to patreon.com slash GTM to give our network money. Yes. If you believe we should be compensated for this podcast. This, if you believe that we deserve to be compensated for our labor, hop on over to the Patreon and pay us to make this podcast. You know what my favorite Christian movie is? Do you believe... That we should earn some money for this podcast? <laughs> Hop on over to patreon.com slash GTM. That's G as in God. T as in Tam. Mm-hmm. M as in Mamerica. <laughs> I, I hope that comes across as good later on. Um, <laughs> patreon.com slash GTM. Give us whatever amount of money you want. $1? $3? Hell, $100 if you got it. And finally, if you said something you love, if we said something you hate, if you want to set us straight, you want to congratulate us, uh, come on over to thepraisedown at gmail.com to uh, join us for our mailbag segment. Uh, we just want to hear from you. We want to hear from our from our many fans. From our constituents. From our constituents. You all pay taxes on this podcast. That's true. Um, you have a vote. You have a voice. Uh, which brings us to our next segment, the mailbag minute. Mailbag minute. Burn out. Was I flat on the third mail? Doesn't matter. Keep going. uh, Phil Cray, frequent listener of the show, gave me a call, told me that I was using the word myriad incorrectly. It wasn't as, uh, how should I say, it it wasn't as pedantic as I'm making it sound. Right. But we have had further developments on the use of myriad. Alex? Uh, I had actually looked this up previously because I was worried that I was using Myriad wrong. Cite. Turns out it's uh, used both ways. Cite your source. Uh, Miriam Webster. Sorry, Myriad Webster. Miriam <laughs> uh, Webster says that it can be used either to mean many, like in Myriad problems, or it can be used like lot, like a Myriad of problems, which I thought was wrong, but is right. Uh, it, but it can also just mean 10,000. What Christian band did we review that had 10,000 problems? 
<laughs> was it thousand foot crunch? <laughs> Ten myriad foot. Wait. One, one tenth of one, one myriad crutch. One tenth of one myriad foot crutch. There we go. There we go. <sighs> Folks, we here on the podcast are willing to put the work in <laughs> for our jokes. So, Phil, thank you for reaching out. I, I appreciate every chance to get to talk to you and hang out with you. Um, language is descriptive and not prescriptive. Yep. Phil. Yeah, Phil. Love you. Love you, too. I don't know. I, I, I still love you. So we're going to um, – I'm, I'm about to take a, a fat rip of this pod. <laughs> you want to do some pod with me? Yeah, I'll, I'll do some pod with you. All right, listeners. Enjoy. Let go your burdens to the Christian
Spencer, you've been doing stand up for a while. Yep. Right. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Uh, I started going to open mics in, in 2004. So uh, in August of this year, it'll be, I guess, 14 years. Dang doggy. Wow. Yeah. And I've, I didn't realize. Uh, and I've done nothing with my career. <laughs> <laughs> You're verified on Twitter. You did something. Yeah, that's something. You made three kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more than a lot of comics do. That's true. That's so, amazing. so let's let's hop in here. Oh, let's yeah. let's talk the walk. Talk the walk. Spencer, uh, did you grow up in church? Absolutely. I uh, my uh, parents both worked at Oklahoma Baptist University, uh, so I I grew up going to uh, church on on Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, you know, as I got older, youth group, mm. uh, choir. Um, high school, like my best friend was Catholic. So I spent a lot of time at his church as well. Um, oh. so, so I dabbled, I dabbled in, uh, doing a little denomination double dip. How exactly. was that? Uh, so was... you grew up Baptist, presumably. Yes. Okay. What's your take on that? Because I feel like I've got to take, what's your take? Uh, growing up, I don't think I knew any better. Sure. Like I was fine with, I all my friends were Baptists. Like it was all the youth groups I hung out with were Baptists. All the ski trips I went to were Baptists. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then when I got to college, I went to OBU, Oklahoma Baptist university in Shawnee. Uh, and that's when I really started thinking, I, that's not for me. That's, I'm not a fan. So once you got to the major leagues, Baptist college, yeah. What, what, what kind of, uh, what, what caused you to doubt doubt uh i don't know what, what what caused you to have second thoughts about baptist being like your jam it was just the way they treated people uh mm. like in high school like i was try, i always tried to be like the funny kid um and like it played well in high school like i was the funny one in the group and that yeah. that was great uh and then at obu like people were just super judgy and it was just, I don't know, like I didn't have a group. I felt very yeah. like, isolated. Uh, and since I lived in Shawnee, so I just kind of, I would go to class and then go hang out with my parents or my high school friends. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. So, so like judgy toward you specifically or judgy toward just everybody and you kind of weren't feeling it. All of that. Just yeah. All of it. Yeah. Like, I, I remember one time specifically, like, a guy I went to high school with, we were friends in high school. We had a class together, and I was wearing a shirt that said, like, gardeners do it with hoes. Awesome. And it was just, I was like, ah, look at this, I'm the funny guy. Yeah. Uh, just one of those assholes in college. Yeah. And, and check, was, out, check out my t-shirt, I'm clearly the funny one. Yeah, and, like, yeah. he pulled me aside and was like, man... I don't know what's going on, but this shirt, like, I don't know. He had like, a, tried to have like a heart to heart about this shirt. What? And I was like, oh, I, okay. I guess we're not friends anymore. Yeah. Uh, if this crosses a line. Oh, he friend dumped you. He did. Oh no. That's so messed up. Was, did, would he, was he like, Hey man, I don't know what you're going through, but like, if you need to talk about whatever's causing you to wear this kind of shirt. I don't, he wasn't like that serious, but he was like telling me like that shirt, like this shirt is not appropriate. Spencer, once I saw and that shirt, it really, it really hurt my heart, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it hurt my heart deep inside and 
you're my brother, dude, and I just don't want to see, I don't want you to hurt me like that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like cl- that? Close to that. Yeah. Very, cl- very close. Talk about your heart a lot when, yeah. you, when you confront people. Yeah. It's, it's um, only sometimes disingenuous. <laughs> <laughs> so did you graduate from OVU? I did. I, did. I tried to leave. I tried to go to uh, Oklahoma State, and then uh, like the first two years of OBU, you're taking all Bible, like Bible classes, uh, Western Civ, and all of those at Oklahoma State University. They were like, ah, well, these aren't anything. Awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> Love it. So you've got all your electives out of the way, but you're going to have to go for another four years. And I, was, mm. I had, since my dad was faculty, I got, I got scholarships. So I went to OSU and just kind of hung out with cool people. And then I was like, I'll, I guess I'll go finish up so I don't have to yeah. get in more debt. Sure. How long That's, were you at OSU? One semester? One semester. Yeah. So you just took like a cool semester. I took and a cool semester, back. came right back. <laughs> came right back. You, you, got coming, all the, you got all the cool out. Yeah. Got it all out of your system. You come back, That's... you're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> and you're wearing like even dirtier t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Gardener's fuck is what you <laughs> <laughs> Gardener's fuck. Fuck with their dicks. <laughs> oh no! Uh, feels good to be rid of Lent, yeah. right, folks? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lent was Lent was good. It was purifying. But now I can now I can say the F again. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's kind of a weirdly sinister thing that I feel like Christian schools do. Like your gen eds are not real ones. <laughs> yeah. Like I. Th- well, I mean, I think I think like that planted the seed. Of like mm-hmm. what is like what is the point of organized religion? What is what is all this? And then I just kind of went down that slope and was like, ah, this is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. So you graduated um, from OBU, OBU, what with a degree? A uh, degree in public relations. Ooh, cool. Okay, so use that degree. Didn't use that degree. Did not use that degree. Right nice. on. Right on. Got a got a job at Exxon Mobil out of oh. college. Ooh, the plastics factory. Oh. Ooh, yeah. So I was uh, I was making plastic. Seems pretty mm-hmm. Exxon stationary to me. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Not a lot of upward mobility. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so were you kind of chilling on the God thing after, once you got out? Yeah. I mean, like I would still go to church with my dad, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I don't know. I just I kind of didn't. I was doing it just to hang out with him. I think really. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I really believed in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was more of a family thing than it was sort of a personal faith. Yeah, thing. Yeah. That's and fair. there were still there were still people at the church I grew up in who I enjoyed seeing and mm-hmm. you sure. know it was kind of the community. Like I get that that aspect of of it, like the the fellowship. You meet friends; they're good people. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but just the belief. Is what I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have the faith. So since college, any 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 blips on that meter? Any uh, any changes in your God status? Uh, I can't. Probably not. I mean, the time my son almost died, like I I prayed. Sure. Uh, but I think that I haven't really. Like I've gone to church with with Carrie. She still goes. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, Easter, we always go up to Bartlesville yeah, and go to cool. church with her parents. So, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not like anti, I'm not going to. Yeah. 
No, but I'm, and, I'm not going out of my and, way. And being yeah. anti would kind of make you a weird nerd. Yeah. Yeah, a fedora atheist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that. You're just kind of... Uh, so it's kind of... Like what's the what's the rhythm here? I'm just trying to get a sense of it. Like, are you do you go sort of semi often, once a month? Uh, no, nah, not once a month. Maybe once every two or three months. Okay, cool. Now Carrie goes to church. What 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 style of church are we talking here? She goes to Crossings, which is like a the, mega the big, big one. That's a big church. Yeah, and, yeah. And if I was a fedora fedora wearing it, like I would be anti big church. Yeah. Uh, just because mm-hmm. I think that's more about like the money, like Life Church does not need. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's uh, Life Church is a bit much for me. You do not need to be setting up shops, and if you're gonna, that there was a whole mm-hmm. thing where Jesus was like, "Don't sell stuff in a church." Exactly. He, he got mad about yeah, it. He, famously. Yeah, yeah. He, the only he, time he got mad. <laughs> well, he also killed a fig tree. But well, oh yeah, that time he. Send fuck to a fig tree, <laughs> yeah. and it died. Because <laughs> apparently he did not know seasons, or he was not a no. horticulturist. I am not. Which was fine. He does not need to be. No. I'm painfully unfamiliar with this story. Somebody please help me. Oh, man. One time in the Bible, uh, Jesus came across a fig tree. That he, was, did... he was having a bad day. He just wanted something mm-hmm. to eat. And he saw a fig tree. He went up to it. It was barren. And so he cursed it, and it withered and died. <laughs> yeah what are your thoughts on this Heath you think that's why everybody acted like they really liked Jesus (laughs) just (laughs) they knew if he got mad at him he could make him wilt I mean I don't know chronologically where that happened I feel like that was kind of towards the end though right yeah he was feeling stressed yeah so maybe they didn't know like obviously you do that Right up front, you'll get way yeah. more than twelve. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Yeah, that's like going into prison and starting a fight first day. Big, like, yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. When you if, become the Messiah, you fight the biggest, strongest <laughs> plant you can see. Yeah. And if any of the disciples saw that, if I was one of the disciples and I saw Jesus kill a fig tree with his words, what would I do about that? Now you get in line, is what you do. Hey, uh, Jesus. You need twenty dollars, like I. Yeah. <laughs> I can find you figs, dude. Do you do you like, need you need anything? Like, I'm going into town. I can get you a a papaya. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fig, but better. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a wasp in it. Doesn't have a wasp in it. Yeah, all figs have wasps in them. What the, the fig wasp? That's how they get pollinated. And that's how they like reach full maturity is that a wasp will crawl into it, leave a bunch of eggs inside yeah. the tiny flowers inside of the fig. Oh, Jesus was just saving the town. You wonder what that would have been a worse day for Jesus. I feel if yeah. he had, if he had gotten a fig and it was just full of wasp egg. Yeah. If it hadn't like if it wasn't done and those eggs were still in yeah. there. Yeah. He may have cursed way more than just a tree. Mm hmm. So many, so many things, so many fun things could have happened here if you're the Christ, right? You could eat, you could eat a fig, and have a whole wasp colony in your in your tum tum, and the wasps could hatch, and then Jesus could have like yelled wasps at a Roman soldier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I would have loved that. Yeah, because they would not hurt him because they know who he is. Yeah. yeah. 
all, all uh, you know, all friend the, to all creatures, including wasp, the in, loathsome in, wasp, including the hell bee, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the wasp, the hell bee. My God, that would be a, just a great superpower. Yeah, to be able to control the wasps, wasp. You'd be like that yeah. one fella in Naruto with the bug. I this is. I, mean, I guess he already does control the wasp. Like white Anglo, yeah, hey. that's true. But not <laughs> the already, Joel Osteen he, crowd. He, he, he. So, did you ever feel it, God? Like, did you ever go to a camp where you cried, or like, did you ever, did you ever get a tingle? Uh, I went to Falls Creek and I cried, but that was just because I got pantsed in front of <laughs> girls. Dude, we keep poking at this, but church camp is where kids go to get bullied. One hundred percent. Yeah. I think they bust and, bullies in from, I, from yes. juvenile centers. <laughs> Just what a you, bunch of fucking Connors and Hunters. Like. Yeah. <laughs> a tanner factory. Yeah. And, wow. and they just like get paid in girl kisses mm-hmm. and one, and pants the nerds. One, 100% accurate. And they do icy dates and stuff mm-hmm. and then put leeches in your pants. Yeah. Where do they even fi- like? It's there's so a- hard to find leeches. Hey, Falls it's Creek. Turner Falls. False Creek. Oh, okay. False Creek is hell. There, That's true. There's just a lake with leeches in it, <sighs> and so kids weird. swim in it, and they go, "Oh, gee, I hope I get leeches on me." What? Yeah, to get out the evil, to get out the bad humors. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a real Dark Souls type thing. Oh boy. Yeah, they're too. Sa- oh boy. They're too sanguine. Uh-huh. So Did you guys ever do False Creek? Did yeah. You? Yeah, I, I did Falls I Creek one time, but for the rest of the time, I was a super summer boy. What super? Wait, what super summer? Buddy, it's at OBU. It's the. It's like the. Um, you know how you know how Falls Creek is the uh, evangelical. You got to yes. get. It's a get and saved place, right? Okay. Super summer. I is, think I actually may have done that when I was. How old do you like? Is there like an age group? Mm, you got to be in seventh grade at least. Wait. I yeah. may not have actually ever attended, but I. I think I was around then. Oh uh, yeah, it's like a it's at OBU during the summer. So Falls Creek, if you want to call Falls Creek like level one, Super Summer is l- l- solidly like level two to three. Okay. As far as being a a Christian and a church leader as a child goes, uh, so I went to that one mostly because there were less bullies there, and okay. it was. And it took place in buildings for the most part. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. From from just it, it it made more sense to me to go to that one being a soft boy. Yeah, it was a good soft boy camp. Yeah, I I was never that honest about my with myself about being a soft boy until like way later. Oh really? Yeah, I was like in Boy Scouts <laughs> <laughs> for like a little like a couple of years before I finally just was like. I just hate I just hate being outside <laughs> and all these other kids are being real racist to me. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. For two years and I was just like, duh, they're my friends. Oh. Uh, yeah. That breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah, it was alright. <laughs> it was alright. It was fine. I got so good at making pancakes. Yeah? Yeah, a lot of pancake breakfasts, yeah. a lot of blue and gold sausage getting made with those guys. Through the stress of Boy Scouts. In order to be accepted, did you ever sell yourself out and be racist to yourself? To Absolutely, get laughs? all the time. <sighs> yeah. Yep. That's uh, 
That's that bully zone. Yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So 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 back to the question. Yeah. yeah. You, so you never felt you never got a you never got a little a little tingle. I don't think so. Out of God, like, I think I I think I faked it if I ever had to. Okay. I. Yeah, the, it, I kind of. I personally landed on faking it until I made it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. Because sometimes there's a worship song where everybody's got their hands up, mm-hmm. and you and you kind of personally go, "Ah, this isn't a real hands up jam for me," <laughs> but you do it anyway, right? Yeah. And then afterwards, you go, "Oh wow, that was I." My hands came up. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel because this kind of sounds similar to maybe how I experienced church? Did you ever? feel like you might you maybe not you maybe weren't um getting the full experience because you weren't feeling it absolutely like i remember like being in church with like my parents and there'd be something like that there'd be something like a a praise and worship song or or a a call to action where people are like oh we need everyone you're going to be a warrior for christ and i'd be looking around and thinking i'm a kid and i'm i i kind of see through this stuff like do these adults really believe it do they know something that i don't and then just never be on a little breakthrough to be like yeah what, what did they know that i mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every once in a while something would happen that everybody feels and instead of going this is hokey or this is kind of on the weird side i would take it personally and i would go why am i not feeling it like this right. yeah why am i not getting it but after being away from the church for a while and poking my head back in periodically um, for my family as I do. Things are just weird yeah. now. Um, I, w- I grew up in a church where we did a um, sort of a unison sign-off that was like a paragraph long. <laughs> yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. And I, I, don't like, I didn't like that a whole lot. It's like having to say the pledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except somebody in the church wrote it. Oh, it's like no. A, it's like a mission statement, basically. Hmm. So what is your, to to round this all off, what's your best summation of, like, where you're at now? Like, thir- like personally, um, if you sort of, like, cut everybody, if if you sort of cut everybody else away from, like, what you personally feel, what do you think that is? Like, I would say, like, I'm a closeted atheist. Sure. Okay. Like, I don't, like, if, if someone is a believer, like, we've got comedy friends who are mm. who are believers, mm-hmm. and I can gladly have a conversation with them and, and nod my head and agree with what they're saying, or, you know, if they're saying, oh, I feel God is calling me to do, or, you know, stuff like that, I'll be like, yeah, absolutely. Totally. You should go for that. Uh, but I'm not going to be like, uh Actually, <laughs> I'm just not going to be that. Like, right. I, you know, I don't. I don't personally believe it. I don't get. I don't feel like I get anything out of it. Uh, yeah. But I'm, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean other people don't. You know, okay. it's just not for me. Yeah. So you're you're but you're you are atheist, not agnostic. Correct. Okay. I believe I believe science, and I don't know. I just don't think. Yeah. Well, you believe in your own experiences like everybody does. Right. And yeah. your experience was uh, you did it and nothing happened. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, and that's a fair enough reason as any, if you ask me. You guys want to you guys want to talk about the recommendation? Yes. So this recommendation came to us from our previous guest, Caleb Collins. Yes. And he wanted us to check out a little act called "Blessed by a Broken Heart." And there's either a song or an album, Alex, called ABCs. And I think it might be about the titular um, ABCs, Admit, Believe, Confess. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> you remember the ABCs? Wait, I was talking, is the song? What What are the ABCs? What are you talking about? Uh, I'm, I'm so confused. So, so like the, um, I feel like this is kind of a pretty well-known witnessing strategy or like uh, no 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 not a witnessing strategy it's like how you become a christian you got to do your abcs you got to admit believe believe confess and confess yes okay and then d is do communion and then e is eat communion eat the cracker <laughs> F is follow. Um, fuck up that little wine cup. <laughs> G is go to church a lot. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm not finding A B C. Really? Are you finding yeah. anything similar to that? Uh, if I, not, we I can I just kind of we can kind of do a grab bag. Okay, let me see. Yeah, let's just go. Let's let's check out their their hits. Did you did you did you ever learn the PAL method of praying? No. What's that? Uh, I learned this at uh, my Catholic buddy's youth group, mm -hmm. and he said every night when you pray, use the PAL method. P stands for praise, thank God for everything that's happened for you. Mm -hmm. The A stands for ask, ask God what you want, and then L is listen. And so I did that for years. Did it work? Good nope. reviews? Nope. Nah. Didn't really work out? Nope. I've I've heard of the um, help, thanks, wow method. <laughs> I've heard of that Whoa. One. Yeah. Um, that one's a little bit more self-explanatory, obviously. Okay. Help is just like, I need help with these things. Thanks is, well, you know, thank you for doing this, that, and that. Wow is just like, oh, it was really cool that this happened. I like that. Yeah, it's a little bit less um uh like an order form, you know. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're we're going to start with uh, the top track off of Blessed by a Broken Heart or by Blessed by a Broken Heart. This is Move Your Body. Oh. Wow. Whoa. Oh, oh. You want what I'm I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. Oh, Spencer's feeling it. Yeah. Love it. I, think I, I, think I, I feel like I played this on Guitar Hero. Yeah, for real. That's like a Fall of Troy thing on this. Very odd. These feel like Fallout Boy vocals. Yeah, alright, so. This is a couple of things. There are Fallout Boy vocals, definitely. Yeah. There's this sort of hard pop punk thing going on that I guess is still maybe Fallout Boy ish, but there are like some some 
mm, some flecks of metal in there. Oh yeah, some. <laughs> some yeah. I would, yeah, I would describe flex. them as metal shavings. Yeah. Yes. in there, just just garnishes. Yeah. of uh, power metal. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I love the guitar. As as happens so often with things like this, I love the guitar. Uh, not so keen on the vocals. Yeah, you are you are you're judgier about vocals. I am judgy about vocals. Uh, and I won't apologize for it. Up next, we've got... I won't apologize. <laughs> You're right. Stand your ground. Uh, up next... I wish you'd apologize, Spencer, but it's... That's fair. Uh, up next, we've got Forever. Ooh. I like the other one better. Yeah. Well, give this one a second. I... Oh! This gets devil horns We got both. We got... Devil horns from the host. Yeah. This should be from a. This should be a montage of mm-hmm. a second-rate martial arts movie. Absolutely. It's a montage of a second-rate martial arts movie becoming a first-rate martial arts movie. <laughs> Training really hard. <laughs> Just a shooting schedule. <laughs> and like guys memorizing their lines and fight choreography. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, all right. That was rad. Hit us with one yeah, more. Yeah, we got one more. The next one is called Shut Up and Rock. <laughs> is it great title? Is a preemptive Devil Horns one? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I was right. Yeah, we'll s- love that. Love a little squiddly meatly. Mega Man X. Yeah, absolutely. Mega Man X. Here's the thing. What are these lyrics up to? I have no idea. Listen, things are finally going his way. He's singing, he's singing about having a good day. Yeah. Which. <laughs> Just trying to make me away. I can't believe this. This is great. This goes. I promise tomorrow I will work out for this because... Yeah. It's so good. I'll, I'll, I'll move weight to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caleb, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah good was... lord. Thank you for making us know about that because I'm really happy to know about it. I love it so much. Uh, Alex, what time is it? It is time, time for the Carmen Minute. For the Carmen Minute. Guys, welcome to a new segment we're doing. It's called the Carmen Minute. It's um, a sort of, sort of piecemeal digest on the devil of Christian rock himself, Carman. He's a sin man, and I hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex hates Carman. Enough for the two of us, but yeah. I also hate Carman. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're on the Carmen Minute. We're discussing the music video "Satan Bite the Dust." So Spencer, you were in here for Satan Bite the Dust. Yeah. What are your what are your sort of initial like most visceral feelings about this song? Uh well, I mean m- musically, 
uh, there's just not a lot there. Uh, the video. Don't, it's it's, I, I don't it's know just if, a cowboy song. Yeah, I don't know if I could just listen to the video, but I'm I'm very glad that he got to rent the Frontier City Wild West <laughs> Showdown <laughs> set for a day. Uh, at night. At night, no nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. You probably had to pay extra to have the staff keep the lights on. Yeah, I bet people were really upset that they had to stay. <laughs> it's And it's Carman in the set of a, an Old West saloon Mm-hmm. And he's using a gun that, but you Has see, it's it. got lightning on it. Is how you can tell it's a god gun. Yeah, like, is that he pulls it out and lightning crackles through it. For a second, I thought he was like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> so here's some here's something that I've noticed. Here's something. You got seen that? <laughs> so in in the process of describing this music video to somebody who doesn't know, so Carman walks into a Wild West saloon with a lightning gun that's full of demons. The the gun is not full of demons. The saloon the, the is full of demons. It's a saloon full of demons. And throughout the course of this video, he, like, punches a demon until it disappears. Yeah. That is to say he punches it one time and it disappears, mm-hmm. like, dead. Um, he breaks a bottle of alcohol over another demon and it disappears dead we should mention that apparently in carmen's world all all of humanity's ills are caused by demons yeah that's true it was like alcoholism Mm -hmm. no longer a disease a demon now that's a demon and then sickness but but what was just in uh, i forget the word infirm yeah infirmary that's where you go to get not sick anymore infirmity or that's infirmity yeah Infirmary is like not a demon. But here's the thing. <laughs> but if you're an infirm person, you've got a demon. Obviously. That's true. Imagine you're someone who didn't just see the video, and I'm describing it to you. Am I describing an anime or not? Wow. I don't, Feels I, like an anime. Yeah. I'm describing a lightning it. revolver, mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting demons. That's an anime. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the special the special effects budget. Awesome. For this mo- video because mm-hmm. it's high. Whoever did the effects makeup for these demons was also like, it's amazing the 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 work they did on these demons' faces. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Yeah, um, like better than stuff I've seen on Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, uh, whoever whoever did that deserves awards, and I hope they won some. Mm-hmm. Satan's makeup was good. Satan's makeup was badass. Now, it, here's the thing: in the car, you'll, throughout the Carmen Minute, listener, you'll notice this. But in the Carmen universe, the devil always rules. He's always cool as shit, and Carmen yeah. always looks insanely lame <laughs> in his yeah. own videos. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> the devil's like got a huge robe and enormous muscles, and like mm-hmm. uh, a sniveling servant. And then Carmen comes in; and he's wearing like a suit. And a bow tie, like a, a very dated like suit, a wind, a very yeah, like either a suit or like a wind suit. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a tight perm. It's it's a really tight perm. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, Carmen in this video, Carmen was dressed in black, which mm-hmm. if he's hey. the good if he's the good cowboy, he's got to have a white hat. That's true. I feel. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to think about the duality of man. 
I don't think Carmen was thinking about the duality. Mm. Carmen has never thought about the duality of man. You're right. <laughs> um, another thing that I kind of want us to keep an eye out for through uh, um, preceding Carmen minutes is the way that Carmen just gets just is Jesus in in his videos. Yeah, I I don't super like it. Yeah, there's he does he does kind of cover his ass in this because he says it on like deputized to and it's it's just a little word in a, in the chorus but the important takeaway here is i'm carmen and i'm killing the devil yeah 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 he wants superpowers real bad yeah he mm-hmm. it's uh he's he's a sin man and he did a sin here this is a sin this is blasphemous and it's Let's also list Carmen's sins. Okay, this is blasphemy for sure. To put mm-hmm. yourself in the place of God that way. To say that you are hand deputized by God is hubris of the highest order, and it's insanely blasphemous. And according to the first century Christian Church, heresy, heresy. Uh, and the, and also, he it feels like he's setting up himself as an idol. So that's idolatry right yep. there. That's one of the big ten. Mm-hmm. One hundred, one hundred percent true. His lyric writing is lazy. <laughs> Sloth. Sloth. And he wastes booze. He wastes good booze. Um, lust isn't one. He's never been horny. Mm-mm. Nope. That's um, that's the only sin he doesn't do. Mm-hmm. Any other final thoughts on the Carmen Minute? I think listing the sins is a good way to like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Cool. Um... Guys, it's time for Toon Talk. All right, buckle down. We're going to get into some Toon Talk right now. So, Spencer. Yes. You came to us with a pretty unorthodox uh, suggestion for the the tunes we're going to talk today. Talk us through it. We're going to do Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. We see it for... when I was first asked to be on the show, like I was racking my brain for like Christian music that that I've listened to that I would have anything to talk about about. Does that sure. make sense? Mm-hmm. And uh, then then Alex said, "Hey, we've had other people do do bands that weren't mm-hmm. classic qu- yeah. air quote yeah Christian." We- and I said, "Wait a minute! If it's something that just makes me feel feel yeah. gets me." Makes me feel something. It's got to be Rage Against the Machine. Awesome. Hell yeah. And I was thinking about it today, and I could make the case that uh, perhaps Rage Against the Machine is the most Christian band there's ever been on this planet. Perfect. That That's exactly what we want. Matt Rainey did the same thing with, with the Insane Clown Posse, and we bought it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. We didn't get to touch this much, but did you, were you in a um, CCM exclusive household growing up? Like, or were you allowed to listen to secular jams? Yeah, I could listen to secular. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. like, I was pretty sheltered. Uh, grade school, middle school, they kind of eased turn, up. Turn you loose a lot. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. So you just went straight for the secular stuff. Oh, That's absolutely. cool. Yeah. So, um here's here's the thing since you're challenging this is the ch- this is what we call a challenge episode when someone shows up with a secular band we know rage is good 
right. That's not what we're here to do tonight. What we're trying to find out is if Rage Against the Machine is a good Christian band, mm-hmm. better than Christian bands, good. You know. Yeah. So, um, so walk us through this. What do you What do you have in mind for us tonight? Yeah. What's What's song one? Okay. Well, in my view, in what I've learned about Jesus of Nazareth, is that he is a revolutionary. He came and flipped the world. He got the world to change their calendars for wow. him. Wow. Zach yeah. De La Roca, lead singer of uh, Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. had that same passion. He wanted to shake things up. He wanted a just and fair world for for groups of people that have been swept under the rug far too often. Yeah. So he's uh, the Carmen we deserved. 100%. Nice. Without the budget of right. uh, videos, sure, that's the worst sentence I ever said. <laughs> I've I've not said a worse sentence. Zach De La Roca, lead singer of Rage Against the Machine, is the Carmen that the world deserved. Anyway, I'm so sorry. So, the the works of Jesus that should be put on courthouses, not the Ten Commandments. I feel, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the Beatitudes. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where uh, I believe they are, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, uh, blessed are those who mourn, uh, blessed are those who thirst for righteousness, blessed are the merciful, for the pure in heart, uh, the peacemakers, and the persecuted for righteous righteousness. I can, You can pick almost any Rage Against the Machine song and have Zach De La Roca be standing up or professing to one of these groups. Great. Whoa. Okay. People of the Sun. Exhibit A. That uh, That's speaking on uh, the poor and the meek. All right. Let's Can, crank it up. Give us People of the Sun. Better turn the bass up. <laughs> hey, can we get the bass turned up on this? <laughs> oh, there it is. They're the only band that should have ever rap rocked. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. Like, Zach De La Roca is the only guy that can do it that makes me believe that it's legitimate. Yeah. This guitar is insane. I love it. Tom Morello. Yeah. Amazing. He's, he's incredible. One thing I really love uh, out of a guitar is noises. <laughs> like Oh, just not tones. Versus notes, yeah. He's talking about slavery right there. He's talking about the Zoot Suit Riots. All right. We, we can't listen to the whole song. Right. I, obviously. But so take, take us through some of the uh, take us through some of the the, the, the lyrical highlights. The finer points. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I think the, the point of that song is he's speaking on uh, colonization 
of mm-hmm. uh, of Mexico. Uh, he speaks to I can't pronounce like the Mexican emperor's names. Uh, you know, they all start with like the ch, and I, yeah. I'm not going to try to butcher it in sure. a white white way. Sure. Uh, you know, he talks about slavery being uh, having a whip crack across your back for tobacco on the uh, Marlboro Man. Whoa. It's very very good. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that one's just, it's a, about oppression. He's standing up for people who've been oppressed, mm-hmm. uh, have been downtrodden, who've been colonized, gentrified. Yeah. All that good stuff. If that's not Christ, Christ would stand up for those people, too. Yeah. That's who he's talking about. Our blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek. Um, yeah. OK. Yeah. So, uh, you're one for one so far. Yeah. That, that works. That works really well. We're very pro Jesus as a revolutionary figure here on the podcast. Good. Yeah. Well, then this should yeah. be easy. Yeah. It's, it, this is a leftist podcast. I think we can just say it. Yeah. Then Zach De La Roca is right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. It's the reason why he left Rage Against the Machine. Because he was so... He was... Yeah, creative differences, but he was so leftist. Like he, he was so lefty that he couldn't be in a band that was like commercially successful. Exactly. Man. Wow. Yeah. Badass. Love that. Jesus would leave Rage Against the Machine, too. He absolutely would. Okay, um, we've got, uh, take your pick. The next, the songs I've got queued up are Testify, Killing in the Name, Renegades of Funk, and Bulls on Parade. Take your pick. Let's do Testify next. Yeah. Okay. What, what album, what album is that off of? Uh, hang on. It's Battle of Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, quick anecdote about this album. Uh, one time I met the guy who did the album art for this. What? Yeah. Well, Spencer uh he yeah i met the guy he's a, a street artist named joey krebs and uh he tasked me like we he was like i this was i was like two months into comedy um but i i told him i was a comedian yeah because <laughs> you always do bad news yeah yeah and he was like oh that's great man hey you want to hang out later I'm, I'm in town for a little while that was how he talked and uh i was like yeah sure um Long story short, next day I end up driving to his motel room to pick him up and drive him to the airport, which I had agreed to do mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Uh, but we've got some time to kill, so I, I take him downtown to eat, and he wants to go into the Oklahoma City Bombing Memorial Museum. Okay, yeah. Um, But not in a cool way. He was like, oh, that sounds badass. Let's go check it out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So he calls ahead and pretends to be with like a newspaper so that we can get in for free. It barely works is how I would describe <laughs> it. <laughs> is that they clearly didn't believe him, but also didn't want a hassle. Right. So they were like, yeah, go on in you guys. Uh, and the whole time he's asking like real inappropriate questions like, so where was the truck? Uh <laughs> Yeah, he's like taking pictures of the exhibits. He's like, "Oh, this is awesome! Whoever designed this was a genius." Um, and then at the end, there's a little guest book that you can sign, and uh, I, I signed it. I had a pen with me. I was a host at a res- restaurant at the time, and it was like a purple pen that I always used for hosting. And I wrote my name, and I wrote my phone number. You know, it was a little yeah. little thing. And uh, then he was like, "Hey, do you have a pen?" I was like, yeah, totally. Here, you can use mine just to sign it. He didn't just sign it. He drew like a silhouette of a guy like is on the Battle of Los Angeles cover. And then inside it, in dripping letters, he wrote, honor is dead. In my pen. What? 
and didn't so, sign his name. So people thought <laughs> <laughs> Alex Sanchez with his phone number. Yeah. That is an amazing story. I know. Uh, I left out the part where he tried to pitch me on the two of us doing an album of prank phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can you do a quick impression about how a prank call with um, Joey Krebs doing a prank call might go? Yeah. Hello. Uh, hey, uh, this is uh, the, the the fucking president. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bomb all your kids. <laughs> Sorry. Do you, do you have the right number? No. Hang up. <laughs> That's just track one, baby. We. Gotta- it's a 30-track prank call album. <laughs> I took him into a, a, a like a healthy food restaurant downtown, and he kept giving the owner tips on how he could make his restaurant better. <laughs> I think that's like a big city thing. The like you come to, if you come from like a New York or LA, yeah. and you're like, let me show these people in Middle America how it's done. <sighs> this is what you're missing. It was the worst thing in the world. Like any pizza place. I watched, uh, I, he, he called me beforehand. He was like, hey man, go check out some of my art. And I did, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah. But you went, oh wow, cool. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, cool. Hey, nice. One of them was just like a 10 minute video of him dressed as Abraham Lincoln standing in a portrait, like a picture Prank frame. Prank calling somebody. Just saying, you don't know what art is to the camera. And he did it. Like, it was like a poem kind of thing, but it wasn't very good. Mm. So, anyway, Testify. Sorry to derail. Uh, Testify by Rage Against the Machine. Great. Bass carries the melody most of the time. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Oh, the chorus hits really good. So good. You're like ready for some, you're like give me some notes and then they give you some notes. <laughs> yeah. It's great. They're artfully withholding on the notes. Yeah, it's good. Spencer, take us through the finer points of that song. Yeah, what's the B attitude being displayed here? Um well, I think I think you can kind of take your pick. I wrote down morning. Um he's talking about uh, I think this is songs in reference to uh the the war in Iraq. Uh, he mm. he speaks. One of the lines is that Baghdad is burning, um, but he's talking about like kind of how it's whitewashed with the media. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being the movies, random to me, the glamour, subdue me, the tabloid, untie me. Uh, please fill me, Mr. Anchor, assure me. Uh, you know, is like this call for war. Like, I think I think he's mourning, uh, but he's mm-hmm. talking about how, uh, you know, when Bush was like, "Hey, we're going to war in Iraq," and everyone's like, "Yeah," even though- this is from '99. This well, might have been a Desert Storm thing. This might have been. A desert I think storm it's a thing. Desert Storm thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or maybe he he just knew. I bet he did. Ooh. Maybe he knew. Okay, so that's ninety nine. Okay, it then prophecy. yeah, it's gotta, then he's got to be still upset about uh about Baghdad being on fire. Look, we've set Baghdad on fire a lot. We love doing it yeah. here in the United States. It's uh it's one of the oldest traditions in the world to light Baghdad on fire. Just yeah. ask Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I, I think i feel mourning i feel like that is yeah blessed are those who are in mourning okay yeah yeah that's that works for me i'm into it what's okay. next uh let's go with uh is now when we do it killing the killing in the name we got to let's all right do it. okay okay let's see co-quit co- it now It just goes like Listeners, you know this song But come on This song's a mainstay Yeah Absolutely. Quit it now. Beatitudes here, and I'm trying to figure out which one. Um, I okay. You can tell me if we like landed on the same one for this one. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because I mean, this song is. This song eventually becomes a song about rebelling. You know, mm-hmm. fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. That's, I feel like that's a pursuit of righteousness in this case. Mm-hmm. 100%. Is that kind of what you landed on? Yeah. Well, and this, I think, I was reading up on it today, I think this song was after the Rodney King beating. Uh, mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, 
the the opening lines are, you know, some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Talking about institutional racism mm-hmm. in our police force. And this one, do you have do you have the do you have the date of this? When was this? Uh, I don't. I just know that it's on. Let's see. It was their first ninety two? Ninety two. Okay. Ninety two is when that album came out. Let me see. The song came out in ninety one. Okay, so early 90s, that was... Is that too early to be Rodney King? I've got my timeline all donked up in Hang my on, head. I'll, I'll yeah, it. I mean, look, there's there's no way Rodney King was the first one. Right, like, absolutely. So, what, what do we got? What do we got next? Uh, next up, we've got Renegades of Funk. Okay, let's see. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and bet that it's on the album Renegades. I couldn't have been more right. Here we go. <laughs> No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Ooh. Love those noises. That cat guitar. Force of another creation. Okay. How, how is that not spiritual? Yeah. yeah. This this one feels the most spiritual so far. Mm-hmm. Nice. This, Destroy all nations. Love it. I mean, this one might be a, a, a stretch, but I wrote this one uh, as pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. I was mean, thinking. I was thinking that one. Yeah. I was also thinking, blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' right, just, sake. Yeah, I was. I figured that might be more of a stretch than mm. Pierre Hart. Because, I mean, the list he goes, oh, well, goes thank through you. Is, is Sitting Bull, Tom Bain, Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, were renegades of their time and age. So I figured I figured Pierre Hart would be the easiest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. But I'm, persecuted, they were all they were, they all, were all extremely persecuted. You might, you might actually have a better case. Persecuted to death. <laughs> Absolutely. What are you up to? <laughs> you want to know what? You could throw. I bet if the rhyme scheme were a little different, you could squeeze Jesus in there easily. Easily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the last uh, one. A, a persecuted man. Mm-hmm. The last one I've got uh, is Bulls on Parade. Yes. Good. Well, let's quit it now. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
Quit it now. Oh, shit. (laughs) First time I heard this song. Playing Guitar Hero 3. Yeah, me too. Is, Is that terrible? It's terrible, right? No, it's fine. I think, given your given your ages, you're all considerably younger than I am. That's true. That's perfectly acceptable. I also think it's a specifically Christian thing because I don't know about you, but for me, Guitar Hero was my number one gateway into non-Christian music because we had it at the youth group. There are two video games that oh, you're right, helped me know about secular music. And they both included Rage Against the Machine in them. Yeah. Guitar Hero mm-hmm. and the Tony Hawk Pro Skater yeah, series. Yeah, all the Tony Hawk games, yeah. 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 I wonder what Tony Hawk may have been a gateway for me, too. Yeah? Yeah. The opener, the opening cinematic for Tony Hawk 2 is Guerrilla Radio. Oh, yeah. All right. Which beatitude is this, Spencer? I put "Blessed are the peacemakers." Ooh, yeah. on this one, yeah. Hit us with some lyrics that highlight that. Uh, he's, I feel he's speaking out against war, against mm-hmm. uh, against violence. Weapons, not mm-hmm. food, not homes, not shoes, not need. Just feed the war cannibal animal. I walk the corner to the rubble that used to be a library. Line up to the mind cemetery now. What we don't want no keeps the contractors alive a moving. They don't gotta burn the books, they just remove them. While arms warehouses fill as quick as the cells. Rally around the family. Pocket full, full of shells. shells. Wow. I would describe Rage Against the Machine as good Banksy. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. I like that a lot. Banksy for your ears and also good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on Peacemakers. Usually you hear Peacemakers uh, and you think of some kind of like loaded thing where you think of people like fighting more. Yeah. But this just means if you think of Peacemakers in the very rudimentary way of like making not war, then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making war stop. Okay, good. War stoppers. Well, we did it. So, yeah. uh, oh, before we get to final thoughts, yes, mm-hmm. Spencer, what is a piece of Christian or tangentially Christian media that you would like to recommend us? Uh, something that is easily consumable between now and the next episode. It can be music. It can be a movie or a cartoon. Because I don't want to recommend you like a kids show. Because I I know hey. there's been some stuff in the Netflix queue that's been. Tangentially Christian. We'll we'll watch a kids show. We ain't too proud. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't too proud. Is all dogs go to heaven? Is that too? Is that too long? No, we've done movies before. Yeah, we can talk about all dogs go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay, we could truly decide if they all did or what, or if they do. Okay. So we got to record and get oh, that. Sorry. 
Okay. Well, right off the top of my head, all dogs go to heaven. That's a you really good one. Uh, we'll do it. Uh, uh, let me get it written down. That's exciting. I'm excited to revisit All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, all Dogs Go to Heaven 2 spawned, for me, an existential crisis that what? lasted like a year. Why, what, how was the, what was well, the crisis? Because uh, one of the dogs, he gets bored of heaven. And I was like, hey. You can do that? You can do that? That makes sense. Heaven lasts forever. Eventually, you're going to run out of new things to do. Well, then that means heaven is just hell, and I'm doomed either way. And I couldn't sleep for a year. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's how old were you? Eight. <laughs> so Heath was finding dead rabbits. <laughs> yeah. You were wondering if heaven is as boring as hell. Yeah. We were, we yeah. were both uh, We were both growing up, as you'd call it, <laughs> at eight years old. That yeah. is true that trauma is the only way to grow up. <laughs> it's messed it's up. It's the only thing that makes you grow up. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fucked. It's um, absolutely fucked. So we're not doing we're not doing a rating because we're not rating an album, right? Right. So are we just sort of rendering what kind of verdict are we rendering here? Is this a good Christian band? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, it is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> just because it's, it's it's all about compassionate revolution. And that was Jesus' sort of whole thing. That was what the whole ragamuffin gospel shit they tried to teach us in 08 was all about, was being radical for Jesus. Um, you know, for them, it just meant be more racist than is socially acceptable <laughs> and don't apologize for mm-hmm. it. But, uh, you know, it, you can take that the other way and do it the, with the stuff he actually meant, which was uh, help the poor and tear down the rich. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, it's funny that you bring up the ragamuffin gospel thing and how the youth group curriculum that we grew up with was kind of centered around this idea that, uh, Jesus was totally radical. Yeah. He like showed up and was totally radical, but they never like got into any specifics really. Right. They, um, they couldn't, you couldn't think too hard about it and still be a kid that they won in the youth group. Right. So I feel like if you really sort of followed the instructions here and the thing the Rage Boys are getting at, you'd kind of be a tough kid. Mm. You'd kind of be a tough kid for the youth group, even if you are being Christ-like, right? Right. So the question for me is the the like praxis is there, right? Mm. Um, but is the spirituality there? Ooh, hmm. that's a good question. I'm personally inclined to say that the revolutionary praxis, as it were, is tied closely to spirituality. Mm. Because I think action, I think action both points to and like precedes spirituality. Yeah. Does that track at all? Do you guys get you guys you guys feeling that? Yes. Be, feeling the need to take action is spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. And so the action points to it. Yeah. And so I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, Rage Against the Machine is a good Christian band. Because there is a certain level of spirituality and a certain level of 
awareness that um, comes with knowing, uh, not only knowing about, but also, but knowing about and caring about the things that they're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For the action, he's get, the reason for the actions he's calling for, I feel are the right, are the right reasons mm-hmm. for people to revolt and, and ask for a better and just society. Yeah. Thank so, you guys. Yeah, you too, huh? Yeah. Good Christian band. Good Christian band. That's all yeah. three. Great Christian band. Yeah. I, the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. Um, well, the Newsboys are really good, too. <laughs> I really like yeah. the Newsboys. They don't really they don't really have the same approach or whatever. They're sure. more spirituality than action. Mm. But um, funny, we, we talked about P.O.D., which is Christian Rage Against the Machine? Maybe they're they're a Christian rap rock group. Right. You're aware of POD, yeah. and the lead singer is also has these sort of leftist beliefs that sort of bleed through in his music as well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like this idea that rap rock is this inherently like <laughs> it's inherently proletarian to like rap rock. It's it's proletarian <laughs> and sneaky Christian. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. That's fun. I, that's kind of the lore that I'm building up in my head. I like I like sneaky Christian. Yeah, that's yeah. very fun. So Spencer, this was this was fun. This was this a good, was a blast. Thank you guys so much for thank having you so me. much for What's coming on. Going on the Spotify playlist. Ooh. So listener, you're probably wondering about this Spotify playlist. We are putting together a Spotify playlist featuring one song from every episode of our show that will be ongoing. You know, presumably indefinitely. I'm putting it up right now. I'm starting. And at the end of every episode, we will we will send a song to go to Digital Heaven. Nice. On the Praise Down Spotify playlist. Uh, I'm naming it Digital Heaven. Okay, you can find it at Digital Heaven, the <laughs> Digital Heaven playlist. His name is Digital Heaven. So, uh... Spencer. I think it's I think it's Renegades of Funk for me. Okay. But we can we can kind of talk about it for a I second. could listen to any of those songs on repeat, so Renegades of Funk, let's revisit it real quick. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. going on there for sure. So Renegades of Funk gets to go to yeah. Digital Heaven. Welcome, Renegades of Funk. You are now the first member. I hope you, I hope you don't get bored there. The first resident of as, Digital as, Heaven. Yeah, hang, yeah. yeah no, no existential crises allowed in Digital Heaven. Um, I just made it public so you can find it. Um, and uh, Spencer, where are you at on Twitter? Uh, at Spencer Lennox. L-E-N-O-X. L-E-N-O-X. Okay, good. Not like the operating system. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Got it. Okay. Like, uh, like the air conditioning system. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, well, actually, I think that has two ends. Just L E N O X. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just one in, and O X. Let's say, let's say thank you to mm-hmm. a few people real quick. Thank you to Jarvix for our theme song, uh, and our in, or our intro song. Thank, thank you, you to Cameron Brewer for our outro. Holy Ghost riding the whip. Mm-hmm. Thank you to uh, Molly for the. Talking the walk, staying mm-hmm. here. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? We could do it. Yeah. Um, thank you to Wampus for the Toon Talk Stinger. 
And thank you to Good Trash Media for powering this podcast with your love. Mm. I'd like to say thank you for Jill for all her hard work today. Absolutely. Thank you to our producer, Jill. Yeah, Jill, thank you so much. You're the best. That's true. Silent affirmations mm-hmm. from Jill. Yeah. And we're going to close this dang cast out the same way we always close this dang cast out. Yeah, it's time to say the same thing that we always do at the end of every episode. Um, when Lent is over... Uh, when Lent is over... Super Grover. <laughs> now...